Well, good morning. Boy, we are getting closer and closer all the time to Thanksgiving again. And next Sunday will be our harvest lunch, Thanksgiving lunch. You call it whatever means the most to you. All right, the food will taste the same. And you join us. Be sure to sign up if you haven't yet. If you're planning to go, and we're looking for a great time together. Wow. Um, that song, that new song, Yet Not I, But Christ in Me, But Through Christ in Me. That, that's great truth. And, of course, it's right out of Scripture, but it sure fits where we have been in our Christian armor, our study on that together. I got to ask you this morning, so have you ever lost your footing? Have you ever lost your footing? Now, you're wondering, well, what, what's he getting at? Well, um, when you lose your footing, what happens? That was a question. You fall? Yeah. Yeah, you fall. You go down, right? I have a driveway. So does Jane, same driveway. And, and it's kind of like, you know... It sometimes feels like this, but, you know, it's that way, and, and it's, it's quite an angle. Um, not, not the steepest driveway in town, but it's steep enough, and when it's covered with snow and ice, it's about ten times steeper than usual. And I have to admit that I've gone down that driveway or on that driveway numerous times. I've gone down that driveway backwards in my car when I was intending to go the other direction. I have gone down on my, on that driveway. Um, When I have been shoveling snow or even with our snowblower, I had to get a snowblower a number of years ago because my two God-given physical snowblowers had moved out of the house, right? So the, the pull start machine, uh, you know, and well, even that sometimes, I can't, can't even get it going and get up the hill because it's so slippery. And uh, walking down to the mailbox, I've gone down um, and, and have had to learn that I walk over on the grass and walk down the grass rather than trying the sidewalk with trash cans when I'm putting out on Wednesday night for the trash guy to come. Now, that's not as bad because I kind of put the trash can down, but I have literally held on to that trash can and slid down like I was skiing my driveway. I mean, all the way to the bottom. And, and the getting back up was the hard part because I didn't have anything to hold on to. But you get it, and, and you know it's slippery. And whether it's snow or ice or black ice that you don't know is even there, you know it's slippery, but even when you know it's slippery, before you know it, boom, you're down. Now, I was going to pull out a video this morning because they're all over the internet about people falling. Some of our favorites as we watch America's Funniest Videos every once in a while are the wedding ones, you know, when they lose their footing, or there's gobs of them just on ice if you take a look and and watching people in the same spot and other people watching people watching that spot and then people going down. And I thought that would be more of a distraction here this morning. 
But before you know it, when you're on ice and snow, even aware of the slipperiness, you go down before you have any idea what happened, right? Sometimes people break bones. It's a wonder I haven't broken any bones on our driveway. But going down spiritually is a different matter. Going down spiritually is defeat. Going down spiritually is letting the spiritual forces of evil get the best of us. It is allowing the devil's schemes to take our spiritual feet out from under us and take us down. It is letting the evil one and his demons win. And that's why we've been studying the Christian armor for the last number of weeks. That's why we've been challenging you to put on the whole armor of God, as Paul tells us in Ephesians chapter 6, so that we don't go down, spiritually speaking, so that we do not suffer defeat spiritually in our lives. And I'd like you to read with me. I thought it's just so that we don't lose our way and it's real easy to get focused on just one or two of the pieces of armor as we've been going through this. So Ephesians chapter 6 verses 10 to 17. Ephesians chapter 6 verses 10 to 17. Whatever uh, translation copy of the Bible you have on your uh, in-person there, leather book uh, or on your phone or iPad, whatever, you, let's read it together. Actually, how about if we read it responsively? Boy, we haven't done that for a while, right? We're going to read together, but I mean responsively. I'll read verse 10, then you read verse 11 and and so forth, and then we'll all get to verse 17 and uh, and we'll read it together. So Ephesians chapter 6, I'll read verse 10, then you 11, and we'll go back and forth. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And we'll deal with the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit as we wrap this up next Sunday. But uh, as we talk today about uh, verses uh, 15 and 16. Now, if we look back at verse 13, we've been here. We just read through this. 
But Paul says, therefore, put on the full armor of God. All of it. And that's all the pieces that we've been talking about. We'll talk about two more today. So that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand, not go down. You may be able to stand in victory, not go down in defeat. So you can stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. And then verse 14, as we read, stand firm then. Don't go down. Stand firm. Know the victory, not the defeat. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and then as we're going to dive into verses 15 and 16 today, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace, and verse 16, in addition to all this, I think in addition to all of the other pieces that Paul's talked about thus far, take up the shield of faith with which you can distinguish all, I think that's critical, all the flaming arrows of the evil one. And we'll get to that in just a minute. But as we look at this, as we talk about the gospel of peace and the shield of faith today, uh, it, I want you to know, write this down, because you need to review it every day this week. Because I guarantee you, if you haven't been experiencing opportunities to fall, to go down, you will. But here it is. You can stand against the devil's schemes and claim victory. You can stand. You do not have to go down in defeat. You do not have to suffer loss because of the devil's schemes. You don't have to live in defeat. And as I look at these two pieces of armor... I see two choices that you can make to claim victory, that you can make to live as children of light. We've been talking about that, not living as the Gentiles do, as those without God, Paul says back in chapter 5, but as he said, as we talked about, to live as children of light. And there are times when we feel like we just can't do that. I want you to know you can stand against the devil's schemes and claim victory. Why? Because we're not standing in our own strength. We're standing in the power of God. And that's what we want to talk with you about this morning. We, two choices that we can make to live as children of light. Choice number one, you can choose a right standing with God. As we've talked about all these pieces of armor, it's up to you and I to put them on. That's what Paul says, put on the whole armor of God. If you do not, then you're, you're asking for defeat. You're inviting defeat into your life. Put on the whole armor of God. And, and as we talk about this, choose a right standing with God. Verse 15, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. With your feet fitted, we're talking about uh, a sandal, but not as you might think of flip-flops today. And this is a picture that we have somewhat uh, accurate. They would be different at times, but they would have nails through the, the sole. They, they might come halfway up the thigh, uh, or excuse me, the, 
what's this part of the leg? That would be a long way to the thigh. Your, your calf, all right, you wouldn't be moving very well if they came all the way up. But, but halfway up your calf, more of a boot, but it gives you solid footing. It helps you to be able to stand in battle. And it's like on the golf course, a number of golfers in our church. And when you wear your golf shoes, what do they have on the bottom of them? They got little spikes, little nails, little cleats, whatever you want to call them. Why? So that you have good footing. So that when you're out there barely at the break of dawn and there's dew all over the grass and, and, and you're, you're easily going to slip, but you've got good footing because you've got shoes they're going to give you that footing. Feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Another translation says it this way. And having strapped on your feet the preparation of the gospel of peace. Let the shoes on your feet be the gospel of peace to give you firm footing. So as we talk about this, we're talking about sure Footedness, a firm grip. We're talking about stability, not going down my driveway in snow and ice, all right? Stability for all of life, not just in sharing the gospel, but the idea of all of life. And that stability, that gospel of peace, is the saving work of Jesus Christ on the cross. Now, some when you read this, the gospel of peace, you might think that this piece of armor has to do with um, sharing the gospel. That may be an aspect of it, but I don't believe that's the main emphasis because I don't believe that's what Paul is talking about here. I believe the gospel of peace, that's what we stand on. That's where we are. Paul says we're not advancing, but we're standing we're not on the attack, we're on the defense. The armor here is to be defensive in nature. And so as we stand with our feet covered with the readiness of the gospel of peace, I believe it has to do with knowing Jesus Christ as your Savior, as your forgiver, as the one who loves you who died for you on the cross to provide forgiveness of sin. Listen, you can't be ready or prepared for battle if you haven't made peace with God. If you haven't made peace with God. And that's the peace that we're talking about. Romans chapter 5 and verse 1. Romans chapter 5 verse 1. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith... Justified means to be declared right before God. That happens by faith. We can be declared right when we believe because of what Jesus did in paying for our sin on the cross. So that's justification, being declared righteous before God, a right standing, right with God. And because we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God. God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's where the peace is. We must be at peace with God if we're going to have victory over sin. If we're going to be able to defeat the devil rather than have him defeat 
us. And down to verse 8 of Romans. Chapter 5 is amazing, but you get down to verse 5. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners. You see, because of our sin, we can't be at peace with God by ourselves. We can't be on the same team. We have no help to stand against the devil because we're sinners. But while we were still sinners, God solved the problem. Christ died for us. He died for us. Amen? Wow! That is one of those things that we can tend to take for granted. That is why we observe the Lord's Supper once a month. To remember what Christ did for us. Verse 9, since we have now been justified by his blood, declared righteous before God through faith by the blood that Jesus shed on the cross is the payment for our sin. And when we believe by faith, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? Without Jesus and without faith in his work on the cross, his shed blood, we are under the wrath of God. Why? Because we're sinners. That's why, even while we're still sinners, if we went down to verse 10, we'll find that we would see why we are enemies of God. That's where, you see, we're sinners, enemies of God. But God loved us so much, he sent Jesus to shed his blood on the cross so that our sin could be paid for, so that we no longer have to be enemies, so that we no longer have to be sinners, so that we no longer have to be on the wrong team, but we can be forgiven because the blood of Jesus Christ paid the debt that we owed because of our sin. And when we believe, we are saved, we are forgiven. We are no longer under the wrath of God. We, have, we will be saved from God's wrath through Jesus. We don't have to know defeat today. Ultimately, we will not know defeat when Jesus comes again. At the final judgment, we will not know defeat when we know Jesus Christ. But as we stand at peace when we're doing battle, we're standing at peace before God, with God. A right standing with God comes as we believe the gospel. You see, we are ready to stand against the devil's attack and his evil forces because we're firmly grounded in the gospel of peace. That's what that is, that we have been declared righteous before God, no longer an enemy, no longer opposed to God. We are now a child of God on the same team, grounded in the gospel of peace. We've been given a right standing before God because we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. You cannot stand in victory. You cannot win if you are not at peace with God. Can't happen. You say, well, Glenn, you're talking to the church here. You're talking to God's people. Why would, why would you talk about uh, having to be at peace with God? Because if we're believers, we are at peace. Because not everybody who walks through the doors of this building and into this auditorium who says they know Jesus, does know Jesus. 
Those aren't my words. Those are Jesus' words in Matthew chapter 7. When Jesus said, not everyone who calls on me is saved. Not everyone who who does my works, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, I've done this for you and I've done that for you. We're talking very religious people. And Jesus says to those people, depart from me, I never knew you. I want to make sure you know that unless you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ alone for the forgiveness of your sin, you are not at peace with God. No matter what you think or how you feel or what you claim or or what prayer you prayed or what Bible verse you memorized, if you haven't put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ alone, believing the blood of Jesus Christ is the payment for our sin, the penalty for our sin, you are not at peace with God. But when we believe, we are given a right standing before God. We are at peace with God. And you know what? We're guaranteed victory. We're guaranteed victory. We're on the right team. Having your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Earlier in Ephesians, Paul said this in chapter 1 and verse 13. Chapter 1, and you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth. What's that truth? The gospel of your salvation. When you believe, there it is, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. When we trust Christ as Savior, when we receive the gospel of salvation, that Jesus Christ died in our place for our sin, we are forgiven. When we believe, we are marked in him, in Jesus, with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the seal that guards our salvation that gives us that assurance of salvation, that guarantees that we are right standing, right footing with God because we've believed. We've received the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it is a right standing that puts us at peace with God, that makes us ready to stand against the devil because we're not standing in our own strength. We're standing in the righteousness of God. We've been declared right before him with peace with God. No longer the wrath of God. No longer enemies, but at peace with God. Choosing a right standing with God by believing. By receiving the gift of salvation. But secondly, the choice that we also need to make. Choose absolute confidence in God. Say, well, now where is that? Well, look at verse 16. Absolute confidence in God. Verse 16. In addition to all this, along with all of the other pieces of armor that Paul just told us about, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take up the shield of faith. Now, uh, the shield for the the Roman soldier was... uh, 
uh, a door-shaped piece of wood, a shield, two and a half feet wide, usually by four feet high, and it was made of wood. It was covered, wrapped in leather, and, and it was pulled tight. Often it was soaked in water before battle so that when the flaming arrows came in battle and landed on that shield, uh, they would be extinguished because that leather shield had been soaked in water and it couldn't catch fire. Now, in battle, those shields, you've probably seen pictures of that in the movies or some TV show where they're fighting in that era. And, and many times the line of soldiers is they all would, uh, would be getting shot by the burning arrows. They would, they would get down on their knees and get down behind those big door-like shields. And they could put them side by side so that they were a wall in front and then even a wall, a roof overhead to protect them all. That's the Roman shield. That's what we're talking about. That would protect them from the burning arrows. That were very effective in that kind of a battle. The shield consists, Paul says here, he says, take up, in addition, take up the shield of faith. The shield which is faith. Faith is the shield that we stand behind. Many times, and I don't know where you are in your walk with God, but as you've had opportunity to talk to people about Jesus and they would question, well, Jesus is just a crutch for you. You're just hiding behind him. Well, amen. I absolutely will hide behind him. I will stand behind him. I won't cower in fear, but I will stand behind Jesus because the faith is sh the shield that we're talking about. And, and this is where it gets real, folks. We must believe God. That's the faith. We must believe the gospel. That's how we get to a standing of peace with God. But we must believe God if we're going to have that faith, if we're going to have absolute confidence in God, if we're going to stand behind that shield of faith, we've got to believe God. And this is where the rubber meets the road. We trust God. That's what it's talking about. This is just very basic at its core, at its foundation. We trust God. We believe God. If God says it, we say, I believe it. We trust God. We trust his character. We trust his word. We trust the promises that he's given us in his word. We trust his plan. We've been saying that a lot these days. Because for some it might appear that God doesn't have a plan. That God has lost all control of what's going on in our country, in our world. It doesn't make sense to us. Why? Because we're thinking about our plan. Sometimes I wonder if it's like the disciples when they thought that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem to set up his earthly kingdom and conquer the Roman Empire. And when they found out that that's not why he was coming, but he was coming to go to the cross, it's kind of like, what? They couldn't fathom that. It couldn't be. 
And sometimes I wonder if we feel like, boy, God, what are you doing? Aren't you in charge? Why are you letting this happen? Why are you letting that happen? That's not what I would have done. (laughs) That's probably a good thing, right? If we really want God's plan, it's got to be according to God's methods. And when we talk about that, God's timing, that's another one of those things. Because we know the end of the story. We know where it's all going to go. We don't know what's going to happen between here and now, or or between now and then. But we know what the end is going to look like. And we can stand in faith believing his timing is perfect. And the shield of faith is we stand in that faith before God, believing him, trusting him, all the devil's flaming arrows will be extinguished. None need to get through, but we've got to keep the shield up. What are those flaming arrows or those fiery darts that the devil or his demons will be thrown? Well, it's the, it's the devil's schemes that we talked about earlier. The way the devil tries to bring defeat into our life. Doubt. Those flaming arrows of doubt, boy, they can do damage. Sometimes it may just be a little flaming dart. Not a huge, bright, burning arrow. It might be just a little dart of doubt that comes into our life that gets us worried and wondering. Discouragement. Ready to quit. Fear. What's going to happen if? Bitterness. Anger. I, I tell you what, we've heard more and more, it seems, even in all that's going on with COVID and all of the political situation, more and more families are divided and at each other. Folks, we got to claim the faith in God. Because God has a plan. God has a purpose. God has the timing that's involved in all of this. Anger, division, lies, hate, worry. And we could go on and on and on and on with those flaming arrows that Satan and his demons are seeking to shoot at us. We either trust God or we don't. There's no halfway. We either trust God or we don't. It's just like this, this stool. I was reading a story of a missionary by the name of John Patton somewhere over in the South Sea Islands and, and he was translating the Bible and he couldn't come up with a word in the language of the nationals in that area that best that would describe what faith and trust really was. And as he was sitting in his hut, writing out, translating, uh, one, of the, one of the natives came in, he's told, you read the story, and, and sat down, he was exhausted, and he said, I've been running and running, and here I made it to your house, and he said, I just sat down, I'm glad I can just put my weight in this chair, and all of a sudden, John Patton came up with an understanding of how to translate trust, put your weight completely in that chair. But it's not halfway. It's not like, right? No, it's totally 
When you sit down in a chair, you sit down, you trust it. Why? Because you know that's what it is. It's a chair. It will hold you up. You don't have to worry about it caving. Why? Because that's what it's made for. Folks, God is God. And when we are at peace with him, we can believe him. Listen, you can't put your faith in a God that you're not at peace with. If you don't know him, if you're not on his side, if you haven't been declared right, you're an enemy. And you can't trust God. You don't know how because you really don't know him. And you don't know that God can be trusted. You either trust God or you don't. So we trust God, we trust his word, we trust his promises. Titus tells us God does not lie. That's his character. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, a couple of weeks ago, when Mark Hensler preached, he referred to those verses and he talked about how we need to trust in the Lord with all our hearts and not lean on our understanding but in all of our ways acknowledge literally know God and he'll direct us. If any of you lacks wisdom, James says, ask God. When you can't figure out all that's going on, when life is hard and the trials seem to be increasing and you you don't know what God's doing, you ask God. Paul says in Philippians, my God will supply all your need according to his riches, not according to our abilities or our bank account, but according to his riches in glory. My God will supply all our need. If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead, what? The promise is you will be saved. Amen. Promise after promise after promise. We believe or we don't. You're saved or you're not. The shield of faith, we trust God. All that he says, all that he is, all that he's promised, his plan, his timing to extinguish all the devil's flaming arrows. Do you believe God? See, that's one of those questions that it's real easy for us to say, well, of course I do. I'm saved. We're not talking about saving faith here. We're talking about faith that has to be lived out every day. Every morning we get out of bed. Or depending on what shift you work, whenever that is, when you get out of bed, it's all right, I'm going to live by faith. I'm going to walk by faith. I'm not, not what I see, Paul says. We walk by faith, not by sight. And we must believe. You either trust God or you don't. And here's the really cool thing about this. Paul says, and we, or Peter says, and we've been looking at this verse in 1 Peter chapter 5. Do I not have that one on there? Oh, I'm sorry, Nicole. I didn't know. I, I remember thinking about putting it on there, and I decided I'll just read that. We've talked about it often. What Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 8 and 9, write it down, check it out later. But Peter says, be alert. 
and of sober mind. When we get up, we're going to battle, folks. The devil is going to be after us. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith. We resist the devil, standing firm in the faith. Not standing firm in what we know, not standing firm in our abilities, not standing firm in our wisdom, not standing firm in anything we have or are, standing firm in the faith, resisting the devil, because you know the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of suffering. That's what was happening in First Peter. He was writing to believers who were suffering for their faith. And we may be experiencing that one of these days. Probably already examples, illustrations that are happening right now in our country as you read the news, who knows, but but we're told to resist the devil. James chapter 4 and verse 7, submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, and what will happen? He will flee. Just like we stand there, hold the shield of faith, all the flaming arrows, all the flaming arrows will be extinguished. That's what God says, and when we resist the devil, when we stand in faith, he will flee. So the gospel of faith, or the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, sure-footed confidence. So do you have a right standing before God today? Do you know Jesus is your Savior? Have you completely trusted Christ Is your faith and trust in what Jesus did for you and me on the cross when he shed his blood and gave his life to pay the penalty for our sin? Do you have a right standing? Are you at peace with God? Do you believe the gospel? Do you have absolute confidence in God? Are you trusting him? Absolute confidence in God. No doubt whatsoever. So how are you believing God in your life? If that's true, absolute confidence, what does that look like in your life? Because if you're believing God, if you're leaning on him completely with the shield of faith, you're ready for battle. I got to read this came across this past week and in uh, my time, your time, if you've been reading through the um, New Morning Mercies, he referred to this text of scripture in Exodus chapter 14 and uh, what, a, what a great story of faith. Exodus 14 verse 10, as Pharaoh approached the Israelites and this is after Israel had been let go of e- out of Egypt and Pharaoh came chasing after them and Israel's backed up to the Red Sea, nowhere to go and Pharaoh's coming after them, they don't know what to do. And we're told that as that happened, the Egyptians marching after them, they were terrified. This is the Israelites, God's chosen people who were just given freedom from Egypt, slavery. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What a question. Doesn't sound too too much like faith to me, right? 
He says, what have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Israel says, didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone, let us serve the Egyptians? It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in Israel in the desert? Really? And Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Put up the faith. Put up that shield. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. There it is. You see, that's real easy for us to grab hold of because we know how it all comes out. We know the end of the story. We know that the Lord makes a way through the Red Sea and delivers the Israelites and kills all the Egyptians. But how about you and I? Victory requires a sure-footed confidence in God. Paul Tripp said about that text, he, God manufactured this whole situation to demonstrate his glory to his people and to defeat the Egyptian army. And if it is necessary to part the waters of the Red Sea, he will do that for his children. If it is necessary, he will part the waters of the Red Sea for you and I. Do you believe that? Because if you do, you don't have to go down in spiritual defeat. You can stand in victory. Right standing before God. Absolute confidence in God. Are you claiming victory or settling for defeat? I had that statement up here last week. Are you claiming victory or settling for defeat? Your choice. Are your feet fitted with the gospel of peace? Have you got the shield of faith? Then you can claim victory in your life. Oh God, thank you for the armor. Father, I pray that if there's any here today that aren't right with you, that aren't at peace with you, do not have a right standing, have never been declared righteous because of faith in Jesus Christ and his work on the cross. Oh God, bring conviction to their heart right now. Father, if there are those who attend regularly here at Heritage, who are experiencing defeat regularly, oh God, I pray that they would examine their hearts to see if they have a right standing with you. And if not, to believe, to receive the gospel. And God, for those of us who know you, who are at peace with you, oh, I pray that we would believe, that we would exercise absolute confidence in your word, in you, in all that you say, in all that you do, in all that you've promised, in all of your plan, in your timing. God, help us to rest in you for the glory of God. Use us as shining lights in this dark world 
who have hope in God to share with others. For it's in his name I pray. Amen.